With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the second half of this episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I'm your host, as always, Tony Defio. I thank you for joining me. And um, what did I want to talk about? Oh, here's, here's one from Master of Puppets, who says, Haskins... Bad decision-making is because he can't read a defense. And that's coming from our resident scout and football expert, Master of Puppets. I don't know how you can tell that, but maybe Pittsburgh should hire him or her to be their quarterback coach so they can teach Dwayne Haskins to read the defense. I'm sure he figured that out on his Home, home Depot board at home. I don't know how he, how he knows this, but that's from the Master of Puppets, who he's so confident in his his opinions that he doesn't even have use his real name. So good for him. So on that note, I wanted to talk about the stat that I think Ben should really improve upon in 2021. If, if the Steelers are going to get anywhere and that's average yards per attempt. And I, I never realized how, how important that was um, for quarterbacks and for NFL offenses as, as they, as it pertained to, to Super Bowl success. But historically it, it's, 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 it's huge. And Ben, he came into 2020, his career average was 7.7 yards per attempt, which is pretty healthy. I mean, it was a little higher in the Super Bowl years, but overall, that's a pretty healthy number. But last year, he dipped all the way down to 6.3. As we know, he was, he was Mr. Two-Yard Pass in 2020, according to a lot of people. I mean, they, they really emphasized the quick pass. There's no getting away from that. There's no denying it. So, um, you know... That's going to have to change, in my opinion, in 2021, if, if the offense is going to thrive. Because I think, you know, if, if there's no threat of the big play, if there's no 
threat of stretching the field. If you're not hitting, if you're not consistently hitting those 15, 20 yard passes, you know, people think of, of stretching the field. I think of the 50, 60 yarders, which obviously are, are important. And Ben certainly loves that. But I think the, those intermediate inter, intermediate passes are, are important. And, and we, we saw very little of that last year. It was, it was either, it was a bunch of, of little three or four or five yard passes or, or some bombs, but the inter, intermediate stuff, you didn't see a whole heck of a lot of that last year. And I think that's one area where they need to imp- improve upon. So if Ben can get back to his old ways, as far as getting closer to, to eight yards per attempt than six, then I think that'll, that'll just, that'll mean the, the, the offense is more of a big play offense. And that probably will mean that they're using more play action. The running game's better. Cause I think if you're, if you're averaging eight, nine yards per attempt, then that means you're throwing less, you know, there's more big plays involved. You're, you're, you're getting down the field in chunks instead of just, you know, uh, as I said last year, death by a thousand cuts. That's how the offense kind of felt last year. That's how the passing game felt in a lot of ways last year. It felt like, you know, you're just like, you know, and it worked early on. It was, it was cute when it worked early on and we all ate it up because it was, it was effective. But once it became ineffective over the last, really over the last second half of the season, starting around uh, Halloween, uh, they never quite adjusted other than in that game against the, the uh, Colts, the, uh, the penultimate game where they clinched the division. They came back from a 24 seven deficit late in the game and, and they, and they, and they beat the Colts and, 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 you know, allied everybody's fears, at least temporarily that the offense would never get out of their funk. But uh, yeah, he, he definitely needs to, um to the offense as a whole needs to be a, more of a, a traditional big Ben, big play kind of offense where it's, 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 he's only passing 20, 25 times a game instead of 50. You know, I, I don't think, and it's not because that's not effective. I think it's been effective in the past for him, but it's just not going to be effective at the age of 39. I think it's, I think he needs to, and we, and it's, it's, it's just a traditional with quarterbacks, his age at this stage of their career. It doesn't mean they can't win. It just means they have to rely on, on other people to help them. It's like I said last year, after the loss to the Browns, it, it almost looked like Ben realized that he couldn't do it on his own anymore. Like, you know, for so many years, he carried that offense. I mean, yeah, he had great Pro Bowl players helping him along. He had a great line. He had, he had fantastic weapons. But there were times when he could, he could put that, the team on his back and, and, and carry it, whereas maybe he can't do that anymore. So he needs, he needs the, uh, a more innovative offense, a more aggressive offense, a more, an offense that's, that's, that's more um, interested in running the ball, more, more inclined to run the ball and be effective at that. And, and I think that will open a lot of things up. You know, so. And as long as you have Ben there, you're going to have a, an incredible threat because he, he still has, uh, in my opinion, an NFL caliber arm, or he wouldn't even be in the league. And I think he would have retired if, if, he, if he didn't have the arm anymore. So that's the, uh, that's the, um, the one stat that I think Ben really needs to, to improve upon next year. And, and, and I think that'll be better, that'll really greatly benefit the offense. So on that note, I just wanted to touch on one more thing. And that's the retirement of Tunchokin. He announced his retirement last week after 23 years as a broadcaster. And before that, he was he played 
right tackle for the Steelers for 14 years. He was one of those players that came along right as the Super Bowl dynasty ended. He was a 1986 round pick. And, um, you know, he, again, he was one of those unfortunate players, I think, that, that had to deal with that post Super Bowl success and that kind of malaise that the 1980s were. Not that it was a horrible decade. Up until that point, it was the second most successful decade that the organization experienced. But, you know, when you're coming off four Super Bowls, um, it was quite the letdown for a lot of fans, I'm sure. And I'm sure it took it took the uh, fan base maybe half of that decade to realize that there wasn't going to be one for the thumb. And those ex- expectations remained up, up until people realized that the talent just wasn't there anymore. But Tunchelkin, he turned himself into a one heck of a player. And he made two Pro Bowls by the end of the decade. Um, he was one of the mo- more he was one of the premier right tackles in the NFL by the, by the end of his career. And, you know, he should be commended for, for, uh, the career that he had, cause it was really a great career. And it was one of those careers that had it occurred maybe in the fifties or the sixties, or maybe today, maybe in the nineties, maybe it would have, he would have been more decorated and more well thought of, but because it happened right after the Super Bowl, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it, a lot of those players kind of played in the shadows of those seventies legends. And, and he was one of them, but, but he had a great career. And then he went on to, to have a, uh, even in my opinion, even better career as a, as a broadcaster for 23 years. And it wasn't, his start wasn't easy because it wasn't easy working with Myron Cope. Myron Cope, I don't know if people realize this, but as much as people made fun of him meeting players for not knowing the X's and O's. And I talked about that in the past. Uh, not knowing how to break down offenses and defenses. He often showed disdain for athletes being in the booth and trying to be in the media. He, th- he thought that wasn't their domain. That was, that was the, the domain of the journalist. So, so working with uh, becoming a, the third man in that booth, first it was Merrill Hodge and then it was Tunch. That wasn't easy, but he made the transition and who's ever going to have a tough time working with Tunch Oak. And he's such an easygoing guy for, such a, uh, 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 just a, a great ambassador for the organization. And, and, and once Myron retired and he, he filled his shoes full time, he did an excellent job. It was just, 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 a uh, there were, in my opinion, there were few in the league that, that were better at it than, than he was as far as being a, a hometown teams, radio color analyst. And, uh, the, the one play I'll never forget from Tunch Elkin, as far as him being in the booth, was the, the Jerome Bettis fumble late in that divisional round playoff game against the Colts in the 05-06 uh, playoffs, where um, Bettis fumbles. The uh, the defensive back, whose name I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden, but anyway, he, he's running down the field and, and Tunch is screaming, oh my gosh, tackle him. Oh my God. And, and, and that's, what, that's the sentiment that every Steeler fan at that moment was feeling and expressing in their own unique way. Oh my God, I can't believe this. This was like, this was almost Bill Buckner. This was almost, if you're a Pirates fan, Francisco Cabrera. This was, this could have been that moment, a moment that the organization would maybe never be able to live down and maybe never be able to recover from. That's how, um, you know, grave that moment felt at that time. But fortunately they won that game and they went on to win that one for the thumb, you know, but you know, Tunch, as we know, the reason why he's retiring is because he, he he has 
ALS and he's been battling that since last fall and he wants to concentrate on, on the fight for that. It's, it's definitely an uphill battle, but you know, he's one of the more optimistic and, and, and faithful and faith filled people uh, in, in the Steelers organization and in the NFL. So if anybody can, can fight the fight and, and, and do so in a positive way, it's Tunchy Oaken. So best of luck to him and, 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 and we're all rooting for you. So uh, those are all the topics I had tonight. Now I will answer some questions and read some comments and then I'll close things out. George Teston says, I will miss Tunch. He and Wolf had some great stories to tell. Yeah, they were a, they were a dynamic duo for decades. I mean, they, they came into the league at the same time. Um, they were in the, you know, they were together in the media forever. You know, uh, they had, they had a show together um, in, in the, I think from in, in the early 2000s. And, and then again, uh, in the, in the early 00s, I think they were still on nine. I think they might still be on 970 on ESPN. I don't, I'm not sure, but, but you know, uh, Tunch and Wolf in the locker room, or in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, I think that's what it was called. Yeah, they were uh, uh, the best of friends. I mean, you don't you don't think of one without the other. That's just it's just how it, how it is. So what do we have here as far as questions or comments, and this one is from Porta Quinba, and they say, "What do you think of Bill Barnwell's ESPN's Bill Barnwell? He's talking about ranking of the Steelers offseason as the third worst in the league. What, what do I think of it? It's par for the course with what everybody else has been saying about the Steelers. Uh, they're either average, they're either considered averaged or worse as far as the uh, media is concerned. I don't know. I mean, it's it's I, they." They lost Al Villanueva. They lost Mike Hilton. Um, uh, Vance McDonald retired. Uh, it wasn't a, a great offseason as far as as, um, as as them going out and signing big time big big time free agents, but they certainly did lose a few. But that's that's I don't I don't know if that would if that I would rank them as the third worst uh, offseason. But you know, I mean, you know, there's. Uh, we don't know how this draft's going to turn out. We don't know how people like 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 uh, Zach Banner and and Shooks are going to respond to to being the, the the team starting left and right tackles, or at least getting the chance to be the team starting left and right tackles. We don't know about about uh, the kind of effect Najee Harris is going to have on this team. We don't know what, what kind of effect Matt Canada is going to have on the offense. We don't know. You know, you have Devin Bush coming back. So, I mean, there's, you know, it's, it's like I wrote about an article that was published on Friday. They're all just opinions right now until the season starts. And then we'll get to see if these opinions are, are, are become a reality or if, if they're proven to be wrong. So they can rank them anywhere they want. It, it's, you know, I, I think it, it's, it's, it would be, I would caution everybody, including myself, to not ignore this stuff. Because if you have everybody saying it, you know, as they say, where there's smoke, there's fire, right? That's the uh, saying. So if, if these, if, if, if all these people are, are seeing the same thing, then maybe there's some val validity to it, but I'm, I'm more optimistic. Like, like I said, a few shows ago, uh, I think this is one of the, one of the couple dozen teams in the league that 
can finish anywhere between seven and ten to eleven and six or ten and seven. Which, if they're ten and seven or eleven and six, that's a playoff team more than likely. So, why people are again, why people are writing them off, and 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 I don't know. I think the Steelers are an easy team to pick on right now. So, Stacy Lynn says we have to wait and see. Uh, Steelers Pittsburgh says, let, let those young men prove themselves. Exactly. Kathy Ford says, what did they say about the Packers? That's a good one because Aaron Rodgers may not be there. If Aaron Rodgers isn't, isn't there anymore, that's a pretty darn bad off season because you're going into 2021, essentially like Pittsburgh went into week three, two years ago. And that's without your, your meal ticket. And if you don't have your meal ticket in the NFL, meaning your your big time franchise quarterback, you're probably going to be in a bit of trouble. I don't care how the rest of the roster looks. If you don't have that, that starting quarterback, it's it's pretty hard to recover from. And I saw one regarding the um, the uh, Bettis fumble, if I, and it was from Dave Shipley, our, our legendary Dave Shipley. And it says, I busted my phone and put a hole in my wall. There you go. I was here's my story about the Bettis fumble. I was watching over my uncle's house, and um, after the after Indianapolis came back, you know, after that horrid interception overturn or however whatever I'm trying to say, the the overturning of the Troy Polamalu interception, it was which such a joke. Uh, following that, and then the 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 Colts subsequent touchdown, and then the two point conversion. And then the three and out, I guess it was, by the Steelers offense with about two and a half minutes to go. I left. I wasn't around. I couldn't take it. My heart, I mean, I was 33 and I, I was a lot more into, I mean, I'm still into it, but I, I, I can take stuff a lot better now than I did in my younger days. I don't, it's not like I'm not pulling my hair out anymore like I was in my 20s and early 30s. It actually, winning Super Bowls helps when you're a fan because it, it, it helps when you finally see that team, your, your team get to the top of the mountain. It kind of helps in subsequent years. But anyway, I left. And according to my uncle, he was eating dinner or, or snacks or something on, on this uh, knockdown, on this uh, folding table or whatever. And uh, when Bettis fumbled and that play unfolded, he <laughs> flipped the whole thing across the room. And I usually stand right by the TV when I'm watching. And according to him, if I was there, I don't know if he would still did it if I was there, but <laughs> I would have been in in the uh, in the line of fire. So that's my my story on that. As I chickened out and didn't even see the play and didn't even hear about it until after the fact. When I turned, speaking of Tunch, when I turned it on, moments after the play ended, after after Vanderdeck missed the field goal, and I heard Tunch saying, "My condolences go out to Tony Dungy because you know he had just lost, you know tragically lost his son." Um suicide that late in that year it was just a real tragedy so that's what i heard when i turned the radio on um my thoughts go out to tony dungy's family and and, and that's when and then they were talking about how the steelers really survived and i had no idea what transpired and there was one individual in the in the, in the region who had a heart attack who had like some kind of heart failure because of that play i mean he, he, he survived but i'm i often wonder if I had actually witnessed that live, how would I have responded to that? How would my heart have responded to that? So here's one from Jesus Tamez who says, I can see why you're out of hair. I'm not quite out of hair yet. 
I still have some more to pull out. Hopefully the Steelers will have an exciting year and I can pull more hair out. Clarence Washington says of that Colts game, Joey Porter was big time. He certainly was in that game. He, 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 here's somebody who, uh, quote unquote, posted, uh, created some bullet, bulletin board material. Uh, when, when he said the, uh, culture of finesse offense, a finesse team, basically. And that was supposedly going to rile the, uh, heavily favored Colts up, but the, the Steelers kind of proved him right. They dominated that game physically. And Joey Porter just had his way with, with Peyton Manning. And, and he looked like he got the, the game winning sack, uh, right before the, before the, uh, Bettis fumble. And, um, because a lot of people thought the officials were, were, were trying to hand the game to the Colts up until that point, you know, with the, the overturning of the, of the uh, Troy uh, interception and stuff like that. When he came off the field, he was screaming, cheat that, cheat that. And that was typical, t- typical peasy. I miss peasy and his, uh, you know, pe- like, like I always talk about, people talk about the, about the uh, bulletin board stuff and the, the showman stuff and, and how they, a lot of people don't like that, but I love this. I just love it. I mean, Joey Porter was so f- fun and funny and and uh he was a great player to, uh, on, on top of all that so his uh, coaching career wasn't quite what many had hoped it would be but you know he was a special player and and, and he did his part in carrying on the great tradition and outside linebacker for the Steelers so I'll always have uh, fond memories of Joey Porter and as a player and, and going to the Joey Porter show that year I talked about that in the past he had the uh the weekly Joey Porter show, he taped it every Tuesday night at the Firehouse Lounge in the Strip District, and it, it aired every Friday or Saturday, and it was great. And I, I actually got into one of the scenes at the end when he, when he was saying goodbye, and we were all huddled around him. Big guy, by the way. I don't know. You're probably shocked to hear that, but he was really big. Big NFL Burley linebacker. So, All right. On that note... Uh, I'll just leave you with some uh, thoughts from the fans about Stefan to it. It's one from David Woodcook who says prayers up to, to it. And, and uh, PF bud says I'm praying. Um, so yeah, again, it was, it was a tragedy and, and um, you know, it's, 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 it, 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 it's a shame that, 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 you know, nobody should have to have to suffer that kind of loss. But anyway, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to end on a good note. So let's see what else we have here. And this is one from Charles Bragg, and he says, and he's a, obviously a Browns fan. He says, "Remember when the Steelers had Olhoff and Tanya Harding, Carson Palmer?" He's talking about the uh, the play where where um, came up on Olhoff and. Uh, hit Carson Palmer low early in that wild card game. And, and, and he suffered a torn ACL. I'm not sure. I'm sure it wasn't a uh, quote unquote Tanya Harding moment, but what do you expect from a Browns fan? And on that lovely note, um, I will bid you all adieu. It was a fun, uh, it wasn't a fun show. It was a kind of a sad show, but it was a, it was a, it was a productive show. I think, I think I covered a lot of the things I wanted to talk about. I missed some topics, but that's okay. That happens from time to time. But uh, you guys uh, have a great weekend, and I will talk to you on Monday with Brian on The Hangover. Until then, go Steelers. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.